this week on the show. I, yeah, I think it was a mixture of boredom and the fact that like TikTok was just like a growing app and everybody was downloading it. And so I just right. downloaded it. And yeah. then I saw like a bunch of POVs, which is like the acting version of TikTok, I guess. And I was like, yeah. Ew, I'm never doing those. Like they're so <laughs> cringy. That's what <laughs> so you're I'm, doing now. Spoiler yeah, alert. <laughs> right. And that's what I ended up like doing. That ended up being the videos that like got the most views on my TikTok, which is really weird. But. Wow. <laughs> Darby Farr. When the video reached like a couple hundred thousand views, I was like, um, what the heck? And then like <laughs> yeah. it reached like a million and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. This is cool. And then people started just like following, following me based off of that series. So I was like, oh, I guess I got to like keep it up now because people are watching. TikToker actor so how did that feel when you you finally decided to study it it was very like relieving in a sense like even because i knew even if i don't like reach the highest status or whatever just to know that i went after it one and then just to know that i i'll never like work a day in my life i know that's like so cliche but no i get like, it some, no i get yes, it yeah um also, I like to people watch um, because like, I feel like when you're acting, you feel like, oh, I'm being too big for this character or like nobody would normally do this or nobody would talk like this. But if you like watch people, people are really like exaggerative and like big and they might do like really big facial expressions and, and you can bring that into a character, I think. Have you ever been caught watching someone? You know what? I don't think I'm slick about it. I, I, I don't do it in a... Let's talk to Darby Farr on the Very Creative Podcast. Darby Farr, how's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, thank you for coming on. Uh yeah that's great of course like i said thank you for having me so excited yeah introduce yourself for everyone um so i'm darby farr um i'm currently a student at savannah college of art and design a performing arts student i'm an actor been acting for like my entire life um so yeah i'm just happy to be here yeah um we have a mutual friend in common uh, which is uh, who is Jalen Taylor, who was the first guest on my podcast. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and, I, and then I saw because I, I knew your name because she she did a YouTube channel uh, and she did she did a video on her play and she had mentioned you. And then when she shared a podcast, you started following me. So uh, uh, I always wanted you on. I saw your TikTok and uh, yeah, I was like, I'm going to yeah. ask her someday. So yeah. That's Great, fun. thanks. That is, it's funny how like yeah. things happen. The world is so much smaller than yeah. it seems. I feel, yeah, especially I mean, with social yeah. media and stuff. Exactly. It's uh, it's so much like uh, I mean, I'm a guy from Canada, and I like do this podcast with uh, people from all around the world, and that's right. the thing that's really exciting for me about it. Uh, just making friends and. Like, uh, I don't want to just have Canadians on there, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it, we're all creative. We're all, uh, like we're all, and that's what make it 
like different because uh, we're from different part of the world, and uh, it's that would that's what makes it interesting, I guess. You know? Wonderful. I'm from Mississippi. You're from Canada. We're just crossing borders here. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Coming to the U.S. very soon, though, so I'm excited. So are you? You're still in Canada right now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Is it because of quarantine? Or? No, I am just. I was just born here, and. Uh, I, oh, okay. Yeah. So I was thinking that you and Jalen went to school together. No, we met uh, actually in New York. Because uh, right. she was doing a, a workshop there with my friend, Canadian friend David Marino, and they okay. became friends. So we met there, and uh, we just uh, we just did the, the podcast, and then we became really good friends. So yeah, that's nice. Fun. Cool how that works. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, like <laughs> you said, it's a small world. It's, yeah, definitely. It's funny. It's uh, I don't think all of the friendships I I've made over the past year would have been made if the COVID wouldn't would have not happened, you know? Right. Definitely. Yeah. So did you start the podcast over the quarantine? September, yeah. September. Okay. Wow. Yeah. 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 Right. It's in, been over in the a year of now. Boredom. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So like, How that's have you what been I did during quarantine. Well, I mean, that's when I started my TikTok in quarantine. Oh yeah. Um okay. Yeah, I'm not, I'm definitely not as active on it anymore because I'm back like at school and like doing stuff. But I think, you know, that's what creatives do, you know, when there is like time, you have to find your own creative outlet. And you did yeah. this with this podcast. I think that's what I did with TikTok. Now I'm just kind of like not doing it anymore. But yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. now that you've mentioned it, how did, where did the, that, start when did that start and how did that start the TikTok? nothing stays buried forever especially not the past yesterday is not yet gone a mystery novel by gabriel vega host of the very creative podcast available now paperback and digital gabrielvega.com buy it now you know, just bored I in quarantine. I yeah, I think it was a mixture of boredom, boredom, and the fact that like TikTok was just like a growing app, and everybody was downloading it, and so I just right. downloaded it. Um, and yeah. then I saw like a bunch of POVs, which is like the acting version of TikTok, I guess. And I was like, yeah. "Ew, I'm never doing those. Like, they're so <laughs> cringy." That's what <laughs> like, you're I'm, doing now. Spoiler yeah, alert! <laughs> right, and that's what I ended up like doing that ended up being the videos that like got the most views on my TikTok, which is really weird. But wow. <laughs> yeah. Never doing that. And then yeah. that happened. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. But so, I, I thought it was cool. It was a, yeah. I mean, I thought it was cool. It was just like, um, I don't know, just a creative outlet. I guess I could pretend like I was like a character and like doing stuff and i was like this is as close as acting as i'm gonna get right now so that's what i did yeah and uh when did you start getting that that following how did that happen um it started with um one of my povs that i did which was like about like you're attached to your soulmate based off of like one sense or something like that and yeah. um like my character had to figure out who her soulmate was and she thought it was a serial killer. Like, 
And so that's where I got my following from. <laughs> like that's that video got like two million views, and then the series kind of got like a couple million views. Wow. Um, yeah, and then that was so it. So you just, just repeated that that same video after that. You made a series out of it. Yeah, I made a series out of it. So it was just kind of like her going trying to figure out who her soulmate was, and like thinking that it was a serial killer. Right. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And then I did like different versions of it. So like her sense that she was connected with her soulmate was taste. And then like the next season, the next character (laughs) was like connected to their soulmate with like smell or like, like sight and stuff like that. So that's what I did. Yeah. Wow. And uh, did it just uh, blew up out of uh, nowhere one night or one morning you just look at looked at your phone and uh, just blow up or yeah it was i mean it was definitely fast but it was also like gradual like the when the video reached like a couple hundred thousand views i was like um what the heck and then like (laughs) it reached like a million and i was like oh okay yeah this is cool and then people started just like following following me based off of that series i was like oh i guess i gotta like keep it up now because people are watching yeah um, so yeah that's what do you know uh do you know if your audience is uh, mostly because uh, i have i know some people that have a following on tiktok and those people are their audience is mostly kids so right what what's your audience um i haven't looked at my like demographic you can go on tiktok and see I haven't looked at that in a while because I, like I said, I just haven't been as active as I was like before I started school. Um, But it was mostly like people like late teens. It wasn't kids. Um, Okay. But yeah, I mean, TikTok is like a app for a lot of young people. There's a lot of young people. Yeah. But, but it was like people close to my age, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It's also what I I've heard and uh, about TikTok is uh, it's a, a really great platform for actors. It's a uh, for f- to do like especially during a pandemic when you don't have uh, at the beginning. We like I know a little bit about acting because I had an agent and everything, and I did it for for a while, uh, but. Uh, yeah uh, the auditions cut off uh, i think at the beginning of the pandemic and uh yeah it was just uh everything was was shut down so it was a platform what do we do yeah definitely and it was also a good thing just because like everybody was in their house and just like looking for entertainment because you know like the entertainment industry was down and people were like my favorite show is like not going into production and just like so i think people are just like looking for things to entertain them so i thought I think that was a good period to kind of like jump on the TikTok wagon during that yeah. time. So you don't feel the need to, because you said you were in school, you don't feel the need, I guess, to to post every day now that you have a, fo- a following. Right? I guess not. Like it when I was, because I was at home when I did like all that series stuff. And now like right. since I'm at school and I don't have like, I don't have a full house to work with, you know, I have yeah. a roommate and stuff like that. I don't know. I just, I guess I can channel my creativity into like auditions and then like actually being on set now. And I don't have to necessarily do what I did back when I wasn't auditioning and like being on set and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah. 
I, I mean, I feel like you're busy now and you, you have other <laughs> more important stuff to worry about. Uh, and you're not yeah. like just at home and, uh, uh, cause that, that can get into your head if you're, if you're doing nothing and just like the followers can get into your head. If you're, if you're not in school, if you're not uh, doing all these things that really matter in my opinion. Uh, right. Yeah. Very true. Like now, <laughs> Yeah. Now I'm like, oh yeah, I have like 80,000 followers and I never post anything. And people are like, what? And I'm like, I just don't care. Like I didn't do it because I was like, oh, people are going to yeah. see this. I was just like, I need to do something because I'm just sitting in my house, not doing anything. So I was like, let me create something. But now I'm fine. That's so. weird because uh, always all the stories I've, I've heard of people that have a following, like they were not expecting it. They were, yeah. And the people that want a following never get a following. So, or they do, and it lasts a second. But uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's weird if you are expecting it. Like, mm. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe don't try as hard. Just do what you want to do, and then just see what happens. You know. I mean, it's it's tough to not think about it. I had this conversation many times on this podcast. We're creatives, and it's part of the business, and it's mm-hmm. part of the entertainment industry and everything. So, it's uh, it's it's uh like I said, there are more important stuff, and there are more like that's what you should focus on. And if it happens, it happens, and great. Use it well. Use your platform well for good. But you shouldn't go after that because, first of all, it's not good for your mental health at all. That's so true. Yeah, you're right. It's so easy to like in this industry, like equate, like I don't know, like fame or following or whatever to success, and that's really yeah. not healthy. Like that's really not healthy at all. Just like yeah. do it because you love to do it. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll never be satisfied. I think. So. That's really great. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's go back to uh, you growing up. Did you, because I've heard this, the story and you know, I've read the story in your bio that you said that your teacher uh, wanted uh, your, your parents, uh, they asked your parents if you, they could record you uh, reading a children's story, right? Or something like right. that. And then you, you that like <laughs> the, the acting thing. So explain that. Yeah, it's so weird. My mom told me this story. I mean, I had like a small memory of it, but I don't know. She just told it so well. So my, in first grade, like when you're like really learning how to read and they want you to like read books and stuff, they're like, you know, I think it's best for you to read and like hear yourself read so you can hear the words you mess up on, just stuff like that. So my mom got a tape recorder. um, And instead of reading on the tape recorder, I was like, I think it's best if I record a song. So on the tape recorder, you know, I just started (laughs) singing, you know, had my little riffs. Literally, I wish I had that tape recorder because I listened to it um, a couple years ago so bad like i was doing all types of little riffs i thought i was so good um but yeah i guess even then i wanted to be creative i guess (laughs) i have no idea so were you a stubborn little kid that were that was like uh, confident and uh like just uh, i'm gonna do what i want to do and i want to do characters or no I I don't know, I guess. I mean, not really, because I I guess I didn't have anything to be stubborn against because my parents were always like, always encouraging me to like, do creative things like dance in the living room, like 
do my little play performances that I wrote, just stuff like that. So they never like they they were always encouraging of yeah. all my little endeavors as a kid. So you don't have that tape recorder anymore. That that really I don't. Isn't that so sad? Oh yeah. <laughs> You should. <laughs> I was like, you should post it on TikTok, <laughs> but uh, I know. yeah, so sad. And yeah, and maybe it's in boxes somewhere. I have no idea where it is. Look for it. Yeah. 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 And uh, where where did it go from there? The, the um, acting and everything, the dancing, singing. Uh, I guess I you know I started singing just because like you know I like to sing, and then I started singing in the choir at church. Um, and then I started going to a uh, new stage, which I don't know if Jalen talked about it or not, but she was also went oh. to new stage. So it's like a, it's like our local professional theater. It's like the only professional theater. Yeah. in. She uh, talked about a choir, area. but she didn't talk about that. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if a choir is in Mississippi. Mm, it might be, I have no idea, but, mm. um, yeah. So I started going to summer camp there just every year. Um, just cause I thought it was something fun. You know, I liked doing musicals. Um, cause it, it always started with singing for me. Now I'm more so like, I like acting more, but it right. started with singing. Um, and so I just started doing the musicals and then eventually like, uh, realized that I had a love for acting. And so started taking more acting classes than like singing. And, um, yeah, that's just kind of, just kind of snowball effect, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Looking back at that that time, uh, were you uh, are you because you you said you like you listened to your tape recorder, but uh, are you uh, do you feel like you were um, shy or do you feel like you were just doing it for fun? How do you look at acting during that time compared to now? It's an evolution, I'm, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's so weird because. Like, I don't ever think I thought about it as like, oh, this is a potential career or like, this is yeah. something that people do seriously. Like, I think though, I just thought it was fun. Like, I, I've always loved like performing and like having my family sit down and like, I have this play for you guys, you know? So I never thought of it as something serious. And actually not until recently did I think, okay, I probably need to make a career out of this mm. because, um, Uh, my freshman year of college, I went to a traditional university um, because I was like, you know, got to get a real job, you know, got to yeah. get a non-art degree. Um, and then I was there and I was like so depressed and I was like, this is not what I want to <laughs> do. And they didn't even have like a theater program or anything. So it was like, I guess I had to go a year without it to realize how much I loved it so much. Right. Um, So, yeah. And then I made the decision to come to SCAD and just study acting 24-7. So. Uh, so you said you you only recently figured out that you wanted to act, but did you have any professional jobs uh, when you were young? To- yeah, um, I had gone on like, you know, Disney auditions and I was like extras and like, like 12 Years a Slave and stuff like that, I guess. For me, like I said, I never associated it with a job just because I loved doing it so much and just like acting and like being in theater productions. I love doing it so much. So I never associated it with, oh, maybe I need to go to school to make a career out of it. Um, to the point where even like, like I said, my freshman year of college, 
I was going to like study something else, which was kind of creative. It was like broadcast journalism. So it was kind of like close enough, but it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't acting specifically. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I had been, like I said, I've been like working and acting for my whole life. I guess I just never associated it with work and thought yeah. that this is what I need to do for my career until I yeah. couldn't do it. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how did that feel when you, you finally decided to study it? It was very like relieving in a sense, like even because I knew even if I don't like reach the highest status or whatever, just to know that I went after it one and then just to know that I, I'll never like work a day in my life. I know that's like so cliche, but no, I get like it. Some, no, I get yes, it. Yeah. Something that I enjoy so much. I know that like I'm studying it and I'm going to work in it some way. Like I might not be like the biggest actor, you know, or whatever, but I'm going to work and I'm going to act in any way that I can. So I think that's, it was just like relieving to know that I don't have to separate the two, you know, separate work from like passion, just like combine the two. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And then, yeah, you, you have a, I saw on your Instagram, you have a, a lot of meetings with the uh, famous actors that uh, give you a, a lot of tips. Talk a bit about that. How's it, what's that yeah. about? I, I was just so fortunate to come to SCAD and, you know, my first, initial couple of auditions like catch the attention of um some of the higher people here at in the performing arts department and so they continuously ask me to you know do interviews with certain like celebrities like Lawrence Fishburne and stuff like that and it's just like you know I just feel like I'm very blessed to um have been able to catch their attention um and be able to talk with such cool actors and like just absorb all the information I can. So, yeah. So you're basically interviewing them or? Well, they, usually they come, it, it depends, but we get to do like a question and answer type thing. Okay. Yeah. So they're, they're called master classes. Right. And so um, SCAT chooses like a couple of performing arts students. And um, usually when we're on ground would be in person. Um, but right. since, COVID yeah. and stuff, it's virtual. And so we get to, you know, do Zoom calls with them and ask them questions and they answer them. And so it's pretty cool. Yeah, seems uh, seems awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, and it's good that they pick you. Uh, I'm sure you're, you're really proud and you're I know. I'm grateful. Just, yeah. I'm very grateful. Yeah. Very grateful. So uh, Jalen had a question. Uh, she was like, uh, I, I reached out to her um, t this morning and I was like, uh, do you have a, any question, a fun question that you have for Darby? Yeah. And she was like, ask her, ask her about Homeroom, the musical. So the musical she talked about. Oh my God. <laughs> Nothing stays buried forever, especially not the past. Yesterday is not yet gone. A mystery novel by Gabriel Vega, host of the Very Creative Podcast. Available now. Paperback and digital. GabrielVega.com. Buy it now. So tell us about that. Homeroom the Musical. You know what? Homeroom the Musical was interesting. It was a fun experience. You know, 
You don't seem convinced (laughs) very much. I think it's so funny that she asked about this. Um, I just think, you know. Yeah, and she was very straightforward about it. She was like, ask her about Homeroom the Musical. I was like, okay, there's something funny there. You know, if you haven't been in a bad middle school play, I think you just haven't experienced (laughs) life, you know? It's okay. The the play was terrible. The musical. The musical was terrible. Um, the writing was terrible, but we all had a great time. That's what I'll say about homeroom, Jalen. <laughs> She's so what funny. What's terrible about it? it. I, oh, it was just. I want to know more for me. <laughs> it was like the musical. First of all, you've never heard of it. Like, no, is homeroom the musical? I have no idea where our teacher found they it. They created it. Love you, Miss. No, I. I don't know where she found <laughs> it. She didn't write it, but. Oh, okay. Um. Love you, Miss Taylor. Shout out, Miss Taylor. Um, yeah, the musical was really bad. Um, the music in there was really bad. All of, there were so many cliches about high school students. Like, yeah. oh, there was a jock. There was a cheerleader who was like anorexic, even though we were in middle school. So, like, why were we talking about anorexia? You know, yeah. or just like it was just weird. It was a lot of cliches. Very bad writing. Um, yeah, but you know. It wasn't our fault. We didn't pick the musical. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll ask Jalen if I can share a, a clip from her YouTube uh, thing that uh, she did. Yeah. Change is one in every song, I think. <laughs> Let's talk about Ben. Literally the most talented person on the stage. It's like Ben and Darby. For some reason she could belt at the age of 12 and she was amazing and gorgeous and fantastic and you should follow her on TikTok. They were the only two. The rest of us were just trying to keep up. We were stragglers. Shut up. Yeah, she I'm was sorry. describing all the characters, and yeah, I remember. Oh, that's that's the typical gay. That's the typical blah blah blah. It's yeah, it was just such cliche writing. It was like, who okayed this for us to do? Like, <laughs> yeah. it was not good at all. Yeah. But yeah. but uh, I'm sure you were uh, grateful at that age to, because uh, you said you 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 fell into acting young and you loved it so i'm sure like i i look back at my acting on stage i was always on stage in high school in plays so i'm very grateful for that i remember because it saved me so i i'm sure you you feel so happy about it yeah it was bad yeah and it was um i remember it was middle school and i had just transferred to st andrews the school that we went to so to have like gotten that role like a main character role i was like oh my gosh like i got the one of the main roles in the play and i just got here like i just felt i felt great about it but i mean of course looking back i'm like oh that was a terrible play but of course during the time like you said it saves you It, it shows you like a whole new yeah world um and it takes your mind off of like 
school stuff. Like you just yeah. get to go on stage and like have fun. Um, yeah. And it's a bond that you create with the people who were in the musicals or plays or whatever. It's a bond that like you can't describe, yeah. you know, unless you No, you it. really can't describe it. And it's uh, there's nothing like it, uh, like because now I've experienced a bunch of the real world, like we call it, and the creative world. And it's really there's nothing like being in a play with people or being on set, the set movie sets provide you kind of the same feeling, but not as much as a, a play because you're you're together all the time and you're rehearsing and you're because it's a it's a big deal doing a play and it's a right and you gotta it's get it a perfect. small small group of people yeah. and uh, you really get close with those people um and uh mm -hmm. you discover the the bad they discover the bad about you the the good the bad everything and yeah you're right it's uh it, it creates such a bond and uh, i that's because I, i i've i haven't done a play in a while and uh that's what i miss the most like the the yeah. friendships that i've created from from that and of course going on stage and acting but it's there's nothing like it There I completely really agree. Yeah. Um, just like for life goals for me, I definitely know that I want to do more like film and television, but you know, there's just something about like rehearsing for however many weeks with the same people, like seeing them every night, like complaining with them, laughing with yeah. them. Like you said, it just it's a bond that and even if you never like really talk to them as much as you do in that moment again. Mm. Yeah. It's still like beautiful in that moment, I think. Yeah. And then you look at the at famous actors that are dating now and you understand why like that happens because yeah. it's, it's exactly that. It's, yeah. It's so intimate, you know? Yeah. Um, so you did a, a couple of short films recently. Talk about that process. Um, yeah. So my school has a casting office and yeah. well, SCAD is like, if anybody doesn't know, it's like an art school overall. So there's like performing arts department, there's like a film and television department. And usually the film and television students, if they're seniors or um, if they're seniors in undergrad or seniors in grad, they have to do a final thesis, which is like um, a short film or feature film, however long they want it to be. And it's like their final push into the world, you know? after they graduate. And so they'll be able to submit it to festivals and stuff if they want to just kind of like get their name out as like a yeah. up and coming um, film student. So the casting office cast for those types of films as well as like outside things um, in the US. Um, so yeah, the casting office reached out to me for um, I think like two of the three short films that I've filmed so far. Mm -hmm. um, and so I auditioned for them and, uh, yeah, I booked them in, was like Congrats. working in, thank you. Um, and was working in all like literally every weekend of January, basically, um, when I yeah. got here and now things have kind of slowed down, but I'll probably start auditioning again soon. Once we're on the quarter system. So once this quarter is over and I'm done with these classes and we start another quarter, um, I'll probably start back auditioning for things, but 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, without giving them away, are they pretty different from one another? The the short film and what do you, what did you find interesting about doing all of them? Yeah, they're all very different now that I think about it. Um, one of them is, uh, oh, it, one of them is so hard to explain. It's basically like these two best friends kind of go on a bunch of adventures. Um, and in the end, you realize that it was kind of like um, these adventures were like a kid's imagination. So like my character is like the perceived idea of what the kid like envisions herself to be going on like these adventures and stuff with her best friend. Um, and then at the end you realize, oh, it's like a kid. I don't know if that's yeah. spoiling. I don't think that's spoiled anything, but yeah. Um, so that's what one is about. Another one is about kind of like uh, the a black female experience um, as an actor um, and going mm -hmm. to auditions and um, like the colorism kind of yeah. that she faced and kind of how she has to deal with that and just kind of push through it. Um, and just like hearing casting directors say, oh, you're great, but you're not exactly what we're looking for. You know, so just, you know, different micro microaggressions like that. Um, and then the third one is about a group of friends and one of them dies and we're like, um, well, we think one of them dies and we're like, one of y'all killed him. So who was it? And we think we know. So yeah, yeah. they're all pretty, that's pretty different. Are um, they all dramatic and, and dark or? No, the first one um, about the kids, like that, the kids, that's very like lighthearted. Okay. Um, the last one is, a, of course, darker than the rest yeah. of them. And I think that the middle one, she kind of described it as like a dark comedy the director did to me. And I, I agree. It's yeah. like, you know, of course, because it's dealing with some pretty serious topics, but there's also like comedic aspects to it. So, yeah. yeah. Is there a character that you enjoy doing more than the others without like bashing the, the short film <laughs> just uh like w interestingly in an acting perspective yeah um i think i'm always drawn to just like um characters that i wouldn't normally be like or you know characters that might have like a different wardrobe than me different personality just like completely different than me so yeah. um to be honest i think all three of these films are like different from me the characters are different from me so i got to like transform into a totally different person um so yeah i thought that was cool so i don't know if there's one that i like more is there a let, let me reframe the question is there um a type of character that you're you're more attracted to uh usually because i i know that i like to play villains but you do As villains are always more fun. And I, you know what? They're always more complicated too. They're just, because you can't, when you're playing a villain, you can't go into thinking, oh, this is a bad guy. No, like you have to understand where yeah. the villain, like their origin story and like sympathize exactly. with them. They're so much more complicated than the superhero. So I like- So much more I, interesting. <laughs> so much more so interesting. Tough. Yeah. Yeah, I like, uh, I like broken characters too, I think. I'm most drawn to like when I think about characters that I would love to play, just like um, uh, Rue from Euphoria or or um, 
you know, any character and how to get away with murder. Like, I just love characters that just have unrealistically terrible things like going on in their life all the time. I love broken characters, I think. Did you watch Um, Malcolm and Marie? I have have not watched it yet. You watched it this morning? Was it great? You you need to you need to watch it. It's amazing. Okay. I will watch it. I'm going to watch it this weekend. I've been telling people I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I haven't had a chance yet. Yeah, I I didn't have a chance, and then I I was like, oh, I I I love Zendaya, I love John David Washington, so I was like, I need to watch it, and I love Euphoria, so. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch it. (laughs) Um, They I heard that they filmed in just like like a couple weeks. Yeah. Maybe a month. Definitely less than a month, I think. Yeah. So that's so really speaking cool. of that, uh, did you how was your experience uh, filming during quarantine uh, during the COVID thing? Yeah, so um, because like these were all SCAD grad students or um, seniors um, in the film department, there were like sh- their COVID rules for a set, but then there's also SCAD's own COVID rules that they had um, mm. for being on set. Um, <clears throat> as an actor, we didn't have to take, we didn't have to wear masks, obviously, because we mm. are going to be performing, but anybody who worked around us had to wear masks and shields. Um, we had to get like, uh, tested every day, not tested, but, uh, temperature, get our temperature checked every day. Yeah. Um, they encouraged us to get COVID tests, but legally you can't like require people okay. to get COVID tests. Um, so yeah, it was it was definitely more careful than sets usually are, but I think it, it was fine. And everybody complied with the rules. There weren't any issues because everybody just wanted to work, I think. So, yeah. 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 That's good. Uh, nobody, nobody had uh, any uh, COVID. Uh... <laughs> well, you know what? I don't know. If, I think this is fine for me to say, like for yeah. the first film that I was in the, one of the little girls who was supposed to play like, the younger version of my co-star she got COVID and so but Mm. she didn't get she wasn't ever on set but like the day before or actually I think maybe the day that she was supposed to shoot her mom uh, texted the director and producer and said she had COVID so they had to like find another um, child actor very fast which was of course very hectic for them so yeah but yeah yeah other than um, that yeah I was just going to say, yeah, I was just going to say, other than that, no other issues regarding COVID. Everybody was pretty safe, which is good. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's talk a, a little bit about uh, what's your, your, your overall acting process? What, uh, what, what do you do to get into a, a mind of a character? Um, I think what helps, of course, first is just like reading and rereading through the script and not just like focusing on my lines. Cause I think like, you know, once you get, once you book a role for a character, like you immediately want to see, okay, like how many scenes am I in? What do I say? But I think it's important to like, look at the script like holistically and like not only see what your character is saying, but like see what scenes they're in that they aren't saying anything. And just like, see what other people are saying about your character when they aren't there, just to kind of get an idea of who your character is. Um, and then after that, just like, I, I like to get the memorization like out of the way. Cause I feel like 
that's the thing that can hinder you. Like you can't do any work if you don't know your lines. But once I get the memorization out of the way, um, I don't know, I just gotta, I try to understand the character and just like sympathize um, with yeah. them. And I feel like just watching, this might be weird, but I feel like just watching like movies and constantly like watching shows helps you in a way because, you know, like even if it's not that specific character that's being shown in the movie, like mm -hmm. if it's a character similar to yours, you kind of like get an understanding and you kind of see yeah. how you want to play it, like what things you want to do, what things you don't want to do. Um, just like absorbing a lot of information, even reading. I don't read as much as I should, but like even like books, just like just getting an understanding for people, I think. Um, also, I like to people watch um, because like, I feel like when you're acting, you feel like, oh, I'm being too big for this character or like nobody would normally do this or nobody would talk like this. But if you like watch people, people are really like exaggerative and like big and they might do like really big facial expressions and, you know, things like that. So just because it's not natural to you doesn't mean it's not natural to a person, you know, in the world. So just like people watching and like, you know, seeing if you can mimic their like habits and like, or not habits, but like little glitches or whatever that they do. I think yeah. it's fun. And you can bring that into a character. I think. Have you ever been caught by watching someone? <laughs> you know what? I think I'm slick about it. I, I, I don't do it. In, <laughs> I don't do it in like places where it's so obvious. Like if you go to a food court now, it's not like COVID safe, but like if you go to food courts yeah. or maybe like sit in a park where there's just a lot of people, you can, you can do it on the sly without a lot of people. Watching what do you mean? You. Cause you know, explain. Cause you know, cause people are, you know, doing with just living their life. They don't expect people to just be watching them. If you yeah. catch them, um, yeah, if you catch them in a situation where they're like doing stuff and like, you know, not just like in a waiting room, obviously that's a little bit weirder because everybody's just kind of like sitting there. So you can't stare at people necessarily, but in a busy area, you can, I think. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny to me. Yeah. yeah. You're just, uh, <laughs> yeah. Did you ever bring your... <laughs> no, <laughs> bring my binoculars. <laughs> They'll binoculars. definitely catch me. Yeah. Yeah. They'd definitely uh, catch yeah. me if I had my yeah. binoculars. Yeah. What, what about memory? Do you have a good memory to, to learn line or that, did that grow better with time? Um, I think I have a really good short-term memory, but long-term, like after I'm done <laughs> with the project, if you ask me what I said in a scene, I have no idea. But... Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I have a pretty good memory and I think it's getting better. I think it's just like a skill that you just, you learn the best way to memorize for you and just keep working on it. I think it's yeah. a skill that anybody can learn. I, I feel like uh, theater helps a lot because it's long, long plays and you have a lot yeah. of lines, a lot of scene, a lot of mm -hmm. different things to say. And it, it just helps when you... Uh, when you get to a, a film or an audition when it's just one scene, you know? Definitely. Like, I feel like film is nothing in compared to like theater when it comes to memorizing because yeah. you come on set and you know, okay, we're definitely doing just these two scenes today. And it's like, okay, just got to know my lines for these two scenes and that's it. But like, of course, if you're in a play or a musical, you have to know the entire script 
Um, yeah. But yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So, uh, where, how, how much time do you have to, to finish your degree now? How, how long do you? Um, so technically I'm a junior, but like I said, I transferred. Okay. So we're on the quarter system. So there's four quarters in a year instead of two semesters. So I'm just like one quarter behind. If I take some classes, extra classes, and I can catch up and graduate yeah. in 2022. But, um, yeah, I'm supposed to graduate, uh, june 2022 yeah and then then what's the plan that is a great <laughs> question <laughs> that um, is a great question no <laughs> yeah, no pressure great... i'm just uh, i was just asking yeah well i mean i don't know i'm i was like i used to be afraid of like the future because i was like yeah. what am i gonna do when i get out of school but now i'm just kind of like really excited because yeah. i'm just going to continue to do what i do just like audition and you know eventually something will come I think but what my school does is they have a showcase that you have to audition for and um I haven't gotten in obviously but like uh you audition for the showcase and they take these groups of students who are seniors and you go to like audition in front of casting directors agents and stuff like that so I'm hoping to get into that just as like a final push um and like a final like exposure before I'm done with school Thank you for that good energy. I'll accept it. (laughs) Yes. Um, But uh, yeah. And so that's what I'm planning on doing. And then, you know, I'm even if I don't do even if I don't get into showcase, which I'm going to say that I am. But even if I don't, as long as I have a demo reel, which I'm expecting to have, you know, because I've done three short films now and hopefully we'll do more um, before I graduate. And I'll have a good demo reel to be able to send out to um, agents and stuff like that and be ready to go out into the world, Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's exciting. It's frightening. It's all the feelings. I I know what you mean. Like the creative world is not not easy at all. It's not easy to make it at all. Um, especially mm-hmm. during a pandemic. I hope it ends at some point. Hopefully it's over by then. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's exciting and it's scary, but mainly exciting. Yeah. You know? How do you, do your uh, parents, because you said you, you uh, always had supportive parents in terms of creativity and they always, but how do they, they feel about it all? I am sure like, it's not easy for any parent to, to see their kids going into creative fields. It's not uh, like, uh, I know my mom is like, it's just not stable. It took a long time right. for her to just accept that uh, that was my, what my heart wanted the most and what I was good at and everything. So how has that been for you? Were your parents creative, first of all? No, my parents are not in any creative field. Uh, my yeah. mom got her degree in accounting. My dad got his degree in uh, mass communication. But like, you know, so I guess that's as close to creative, but it's not, you know, it's not the same. But um, they were, like I said, they were always supportive, but I, they would tell me like when I used to do plays and stuff more often, just like sitting in the audience, how nervous they would be just because, you know, oh, like this is a long scene for her. Like, I hope she doesn't mess up. You know, it's just like the parent, like anxiety. Um, But they, now they're, I feel like they're more confident about 
me graduating and going out and like immediately booking a job than I am sometimes because I was I was talking to my mom the other day and I was like yeah when I graduate like I'm thinking about what type of you know job I'll have while I'm also going on auditions because I'm like thinking realistically and my mom's like why do you think you're gonna need a job like you're gonna book something and Mm. you're you know you're gonna be fine I'm like I love that supportive energy but I'm like you know, I'm preparing to be a waitress. Like I'm preparing to like have to have a job and, you know, do the, the struggling actor thing, but they're confident and I appreciate their confidence in me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For, for me, like my, my mom understands now that I will take time and like it, it's all about like the working hard on yourself and, like making connections and just keeping at it, you know, and finding there's no one way to to go about it, you know. Uh, you have a big following, but that doesn't mean you will do. The, I hope it, it does help yeah. you, but uh, you know, it's it's a hard journey, and we should enjoy it, and we should learn, and we should. Uh, but yeah, money gets in the way of our, our feelings sometimes, and that's and our parents worry about that, and that's totally understandable. Yeah. But yeah, it's a uh, it's it takes time, and you you'll be a better actor for, uh, even if it's not right now, and you've already gone to school for it, and it's gonna take time, and that's that's perfect because you're, yeah. I think you're you're gonna be the better for it. I completely agree. I rather, you know, like book something when I feel like, okay, now it's time and I've earned it. And, you know, cause yeah. you know, you hear the thing about like the child actors and stuff, and, you know, they got into the industry yeah. and stuff when they really didn't understand it or necessarily create a passion for it. And they kind of fall off or, you know, go into some other like bad habits and stuff. So I would love to book something when it's my time and when I'm ready and prepared as an actor. So, yeah, yeah, I had a no couple. Yeah, I had a couple child actors on this podcast, and one in particular, uh, they, that person said said exactly that. They 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 were like, I, at some point, I took a break from acting because I I needed to focus on myself and focus on school and focus on uh, everything else. And then I realized that I I wanted to get back into it, and mm-hmm. I was ready for it, and I was, uh, my mental health w- was great, I, I knew myself, and yes, it's an escape, but uh, you also figure out that if you know yourself well, and you, it's even more fulfilling, because yeah. you've worked on on it everything but i'm sure i'm sure like it's not a, a to say that it won't happen right, right away and i hope it does for you but uh, and you feel uh, i feel like you're ready but uh, sometimes it's scary for our parents and it's scary for yeah. our, our entourage yeah definitely scary for us <laughs> scary. Yeah. yeah i mean because like when you go to school for to be a doctor there is a clear path you know yeah. you know you even do doctors fail if you look at it that's some, some, some very people fail. true there's no very clear true. path for anyone that's true but i think us we definitely there's definitely like a well i mean but also because i think the beauty of it is there's just so many places you can go like in a creative yeah. field like of course you don't have a clear path but then that's also because like it's just kind of wide open it's whatever you decide you want to do 
um, and what you love. So I think that's the beautiful yeah. thing about it. Like there's no limitation necessarily. Yeah. I also think like all those jobs that uh, people not, I'm not talking about family, but uh, I've had a, f a few friends along the years that uh, were like, Oh, you, you want to, you want to do something creative. You want to be an actor. Uh, how is that going to pay your bill? I, and I understand their point of view. I understand that money is something big for, for everyone. And, but would you rather be happy and do what you really want to do? Like yeah. that's why that keeps me going because I really feel good when I'm doing like interviews or acting or writing. Like I feel really good. Yeah. I feel my like my best self, and I feel that's more uh, fulfilling, and that will make me even more successful because I know myself and I know that I I, I want to do it really really badly, and I have a, a good energy when I, I I do all of it. So yeah. Yeah, I think it's all it's all about the quality of life. Like I remember a quote that Dave Chappelle said. He said mm -hmm. if he could get paid as a teacher's salary, which I mean in America teachers make like not enough. Um, yeah. but if he could get paid a teacher's salary to do what he loves, then he's successful in his mind. So, you know, it's yeah. not necessarily about how much you get paid, but the fact that you can sustain yourself enough just on doing what you love is like crazy. Like I said, you never work a day in your life. Yeah. I would never do something that's not following my heart. Honestly, I, yeah. cause uh, you've done it for, for a while and you said it yourself. You, you, you had to do that to figure out that, uh, that was not the case for you. <laughs> you, you can yeah. not follow your heart. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Well, um, so who's your, your biggest inspiration, uh, in this industry and why? You know, I, I don't know. I think I gather like every time I see a new project that I love, like there's just like a new, like, I, I feel like I get inspired by the entirety of a project and not necessarily a specific person, but just like how everybody came together, like the sound guy, the lighting guy, like everybody came together to create such like a wonderful thing. But I definitely think that Viola Davis is like, at the top for me. Um, Viola Davis, okay. uh, Sarah Paulson, Zendaya, like some of my favorite actors, definitely by far. Yeah. Um, and, and Viola Davis, just her story itself and then the roles that she's um, been able to play, I love like, and of course Zendaya too, like I said, I would love to be in something like Euphoria, are you kidding? Like, yeah. oh so yeah. And I love American Horror Story too. So Sarah Paulson, mm. the characters oh. that they've um, been able to play are just, I would love to have a career that follows any of those paths. Yeah. That show would be so fun to be on. I Now that I'm thinking about it. Which one? American Horror Story? Oh yeah. Euphoria oh. too, but uh, oh. American Horror Story is so much fun. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding? Like, each season, you know that you're going to be playing a different character, different circumstances. Like, yeah. you just never get bored, I feel. Always something new and exciting. Yeah. Do you have a, a dream project aside from all of those that you, or a dream role that you really <laughs> want to do in your career? Or a few of you them? Know, I, don't, I don't know. Like I said, I'm always drawn to um, broken characters. So I don't know if there's a specific role that 
exist now that I want to play, but just to be able to play such a broken character, you know, and it be a success. What is it about broken characters? I I know what you mean, but explain it to people. Yeah. Like I said, just about like the villain thing when we were talking about just the fact that you kind of have to sympathize with a person that you could easily not sympathize with, you know, you could easily say, Oh, this person has issues. Um, It just like, it's like a whole nother version of humanity that you kind of have to understand to be able to play the character in a good way, I think. Um, Yeah. And also they're just like fun. Like you never do some of the things that they do and you, in real life, you know, in real life, like, of course, you know, or you might go to like prison or something. So you get to do stuff that you never do in real life. Cause it's just like all about playing pretend, I think for me as an actor, but, um, yeah, so like a broken character or like for the longest time I wanted to be a superhero. I was like, just put me in a Marvel movie. I was like, I got it. Like training for a couple of months. All of that seemed so fun because it reminds me of like being in a play. Cause like you have to train with these people. You have to like, yeah. they have to go in rehearsals. Like, and that's not the same um, with a lot of films. Of course they don't do rehearsal periods and stuff. So when I found out that they do rehearsals for Marvel movies and like, they're with each other for months before they start filming and stuff. I was like, Ooh, like that's exciting. Like that's something fun to do. Yeah. yeah. And also they just I, look cool. Like it's getting so good now. Also the quality is just getting like so yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen WandaVision? Oh, I haven't. That's another, another. thing. People keep telling me about WandaVision and people keep telling me about um, Malcolm, Malcolm and Marie. I'm going to start. I'm going to start as soon as I can. But Ugh, everybody keeps talking about it. Yeah. It's Cute. it's a cool yeah. concept too. A sitcom, but like superheroes, but like sitcom style, and they jump between different um eras. Yeah. That's really interesting. What I think is even more interesting is now they're like uh meshing that with the movies. So what happens in the TV shows happen and like it carries on in the movies. So it's right. gonna be interesting to it's a new way of storytelling that we haven't seen before. And I, I think yeah. that's really exciting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cause it's usually, I feel like movies that are influencing shows, but for that to be the reverse now, that's really yeah. cool. There's also this like rise in like TV now, now that it's not limited to TV and there's like streaming services and stuff, yeah. there's like a rise in shows, which I feel like there was a decline in one period, but now it's like, I mean, it's great for actors. Oh, it's great for us. It's more and more more jobs. (laughs) Yeah, there's so many TV shows now. Yeah. Yeah. And so many streaming services to watch them on. So So I think you'll have a great career. I think you will. For for because of all that too. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. No, I but you, 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 you see, you seem passionate. You seem like a hard worker and you seem to be doing it for the right reasons, which is always like the, the best thing. Cause a lot of people aren't, or a lot of people are doing it for the following and a lot of people are doing it for, for the fame of it. And, uh, I always respect people that are doing it for the right reason. And yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, do you prefer stage or movies and why? See, I like, of course, like, I feel like everybody starts 
on stage because like that's the most accessible thing and stuff and that's kind of where you learn how to act but I'm gonna say a controversial opinion I think Mm -hmm. that like acting for the camera is a little bit more true to like the art of acting than acting on stages I feel like stage is a little bit more performative because you have to be bigger because like you know the whole thing like the person in the back of the room has to know what you're feeling so you have to be big um but when you're acting for the camera you can be small and you can be a person if that makes any sense like you don't you're not performing for anybody the camera is like right here in your face so you don't have to you know if you're mad you don't have to be like that it's you know so the person in the back of the room can see that you're mad you can be normal mad you know and you can actually feel the emotion and really process like i'm like i'm mad right now but i don't want them to see it you know i don't know so i think i kind of fell in love the more i do film the more i fall in love with the fact that like it's a little bit more pure acting um than stages but of course like like we talked about like there's theater just you know has a place in my heart and it's always going to have a place in my heart yeah and i also had this conversation with someone else on this podcast who's also an actor and she was saying the difference is for me is that there's in theater there's an instant reaction from the audience and you don't get that in film and that's really different and you have to wait because a movie might turn out bad and you don't know until like six months a year two years later and that's frightening for your career and for you (laughs) yeah that's another thing a movie can be completely terrible and have nothing to do with you which is scary because you kind of like you i guess you kind of have to look at acting in films as just like your performance is your performance here and now and then like kind of have to dissociate from it like after that it's in the editor's hands like it's in you know the director's hands everybody else like it has nothing to do with you um but yeah but if it does turn out wonderful something that you don't have in theater is you have a video proof that it you know that it turned out great um yeah and you don't really you know you don't get to film a theater unless you have special permission but usually you don't have a film of your performances so yeah Yeah. or you 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 just uh find out that the audience thinks it 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 sucks in in theater and you just uh try to make it better every night (laughs) or you just uh scrap up the play and move on because nobody's gonna see it uh it's not a film or yeah yeah definitely yeah, there is that like instant reaction from the audience that it's kind of missing. Cause yeah. like, especially when you're on set too, it's you and then like whatever other actors are in that scene, but everybody else, they aren't actors. So it's not, it's kind of like you're on your own a little bit yeah. when you're doing your performance. It's not as like, you definitely don't feel as connected to a group of people who all love doing what you love to do. Cause you know, the camera guy's worried about if he's focused, you know, the boom yeah. guy's worried about like if the sound is good. So you, you don't, you don't have that connection, I think. And so you just kind of have to hope, like, I hope that was a good performance. Like, I don't know who's yeah. really watching, you know, yeah. sometimes the directors are really good about like knowing what to look for with actors, but even then, like they're worried about it holistically. They're not necessarily specifically, you know, yeah worried about your performance in whatever scene so yeah 
I wanted to ask. It's definitely uh, different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask before I forget. Uh, uh, I saw you singing in your TikTok videos. So you said you you were singing when you you were young too. But uh, does your program acting program uh, do that also? Is is it musical? Is it uh, how mm -hmm. have you been singing? Yeah. a lot since childhood. Yeah. Um. So before COVID, like I I was in a musical actually at SCAD, um, um and. Yeah, I mean, I like to sing. I just, I don't know. I just feel like I don't take it as seriously as I do <laughs> acting, even though, you know, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, you don't I do enjoy it as much, or I do enjoy it, but it's something like you just don't have as much control over singing as you do acting. I feel in a way yeah. that like you can prepare for a solo. But if that the night before your voice is like, peace out, like there is nothing you can do about it. But when mm. it comes to acting, if you put in the work and you pre prepare, like more than likely it's going to, you know, turn out the way that you want it to be, or at least close. But with singing, I don't know. I just feel like I don't have, I don't know. I just don't take it as seriously. But I am in the performing performance ensemble at my school. So like we do sing and like, you know, do different songs from musicals and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, mm -hmm. okay. I love yeah. singing. That's where I started my performing. But yeah. like I said, you're always, always going to be grateful for it. I'm sure. I'm... Yeah, definitely. It was yeah. definitely my introduction into just like performing in general. Yeah. But, um, yeah. How does your, your creative brain works in terms of all these things, uh, acting and singing? They, do they work the same way or do Do you know how your your brain works creatively? No, <laughs> that's know. a big question. I that is such a big question. I have no idea. Like I, is it the same process for acting and singing? Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I guess. Do so. you feel like you're acting while singing, or? Yeah, well, see, the, yeah, that's the thing. Definitely, when like we, when I have to sing, like things that come from musicals or, you know, of course there's like, you're playing a character. So you sing as that character and, you know, each line is like, you know, the character's telling a story usually when you're singing from musicals, but when it's like uh, songs from, you know, popular culture and stuff, I still think it's a story, but it's a little bit different because you're, you know, a little bit more focused on your technique and like, mm. make sure you don't sound bad and like, making sure the sound is coming from a good place in your body. So you're not like straining your voice yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah, I definitely think it's different because with acting, it's like this whole thing where you do all your homework and then you like leave it at home and you yeah. go in, like after you do your homework, you don't need to be focused on it once you're actually right. acting. But yeah. I feel like singing is a little bit, you do your homework and you still need to be focused on it as you're performing to make That's sure. Yeah. So yeah, they're just different. I don't know. They're just different. Yeah. I've never, I've never, that's really interesting because I've had a couple of singers on this and a couple of singers that would, that were actors also, but uh, yeah, that that's very true. You must be like singing and you must be focused on the, the technique and sounding good. And that must be like 
I, I would find it really annoying for me uh, compared to yeah. yeah yeah and then with acting too like you get to just like do whatever like if I'm supposed to be mad in a scene and I'm yelling like if my voice cracks that's good like it's genuine yeah, exactly. emotion and stuff but with singing if your character is upset and this is like a very like hard thing for them to say as they're singing yes you need to put emotion in it but not so much emotion that your voice cracks because then like yeah. your voice cracked like you're supposed to be sounding good so yeah it's yeah they're do you just, feel it's a little bit uh compared to uh what it's like to when you go from theater to camera acting in terms of you have to lower everything do you feel like it's yeah. uh, it's kind of the same way that you have to remind yourself of of that technique? Yeah, even to the point where to, like just to explain to people, you have to do a, a lot less when you're on camera than when you're on the theater. And you said earlier that you you don't have to make a big face to to seem right. angry or whatever. So right. I, I'm just wondering if it's kind of the same. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. But I mean, I feel like naturally you do dial back just because like when you're singing, if any if anything, sometimes you might forget to act a little bit because you're yeah. like, let me make sure. Oh, I got a big like I got a big note coming up like I'm focused on that. So sometimes you might forget to act. Um, so, yeah, if anything, like sometimes my my voice coach um, used to tell me like, He was like, okay, like, remember that you're, like, you're telling a story. And he's like, you're an actor, so, like, tell a story. And I'm like, I know, but I'm trying to, like, make sure I sound good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Oh, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so before we go to our game, um, how do you deal with uh, mental health and anxiety? Because uh, uh, creative people, we sometimes it's hard and it's a, it's a painful thing to be a creative as much as it is uh, joyful, uh, it's painful. Yeah, um, I don't know. Because like, especially when you're just like going on auditions, it's like yeah. a sea of no's. Keep getting like, no's, exactly. Yeah, and it just feels like rejection over and over again. And you have to remind yourself that it's not necessarily rejection. It's just kind of like a part of it. And, you know, all it, I, I have to keep reminding myself that like all it takes is one yes. Um, mm. And so um, that helps as well. But it also helps because like these people don't know you, like you're going into an audition and you, you feel like, oh, if I didn't book it, then they have like some type of personal vendetta against you. You have to realize that it's not personal and you have mm. to kind of separate yourself from from it. And that's why I also think it's important. I think you mentioned before, just like kind of knowing yourself and just like, you know, having friends outside of it and, you know, doing things outside yeah. of it, just kind of put yourself back in the real world, I guess. Cause like yeah. the creative world, I feel like is something on its own and you can get like engulfed in it and you can definitely get depressed. And if you feel like you're not reaching the successes that you want to, so just kind of taking your mind off of it i think and having other things outside of it yeah um, i i feel like uh for for me i'm like i as much as i love my work and i love writing and but like sometimes i get creative blocks and i feel like so 
um especially you were saying the nose and everything i i got nose for the for the for my writing and for for acting and sometimes you just don't it gets to you and you don't feel good and you watch people on tv and that's even worse because you see them yeah. and you're like oh that's exactly what i want to do look how good they are and you're like yeah murdering yourself from it so i i think what you're saying and taking a step back and just doing other things and having a life and working on yourself and yes sometimes just escaping that world even though that world is sometimes is most most times the what you use for an escape but right. escaping that world sometimes is, is really important because yeah you you recenter yourself and you re-energize and you experience life also which will help your creativity but just not thinking about it i think is is a great way you're You're saying yeah definitely i i even think it's even weird because like like i came here to study acting but sometimes i'm relieved when i have to take like a an english class or i have to take like a history class because it's just like <laughs> yeah. a break like it's it's a break from you know yeah. it's a break from it which is weird because it's like like you said like this is your escape and this is something that you love but it's almost like you need an escape from your escape sometimes so yeah it's like refreshing to do things outside of it and interact with people who aren't necessarily consider themselves like creatives or in the yeah. same sense that you are so it's yeah i think it's refreshing to just separate yourself And now people are going to say that, oh, you, you just said earlier that you don't want to work for a day in your life or a living. And yeah. <laughs> but no, that's, yeah. uh, well, like everything, I it mean, gets tiring, it gets uh, frustrating. And yeah. Right. It's just, it's just a part of it. But that's the thing. Like, would you rather be frustrated about something you love or would you rather be frustrated about something that mm. you don't love? Like, exactly. You know, that's really so, good. Yeah. That's really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um yeah so feel good game um um so what's your feel good movie that you watch to feel good hmm, my feel good movie you know at one point it was like suicide squad even though everybody was like everybody was like ew that movie's terrible like i just thought it was a fun movie to watch um so i think that's definitely a feel good movie for me i didn't finish it but the the first the first thing that uh, the first half that i saw was great I'm just gonna yeah, say that. Yeah, I thought, yeah, it's, it's just like really fun, you know? It's yeah. It doesn't take itself too seriously. I thought it was really fun. Um, also, like, Clueless is a cool, like, feel-good movie, I think. My friend was obsessed with it, and I was like, I, I guess I'll finally watch it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> this, like, I get it. Like, it's just fun. Yeah. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I need to see Clueless. I, I started it and I, I found the girl so annoying that I was like, I, really? <laughs> but apparently that's the thing, right? That's the, the fun. Yeah. That's her, like, it. that's her thing. Yeah. She's clueless. That's okay. the thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's so. your, uh, feel good TV show. Um, I don't know. See, that's the thing. Like with TV, I could probably like, Things that make me feel good are not necessarily happy, but like how to get away with That's murder. Okay. I love yeah. it. You know, some pretty like dark stuff, like how to get away with murder and um, euphoria. I just love it just because like, I feel so inspired. Like, you know, such yeah. good storytelling. Um, yeah. So yeah, those movies or those shows just make me feel 
happy to be an actor, I think. So yeah. yeah. Great storytelling is always <laughs> welcome. And it keeps oh, getting yes. better, which I, I it still blows my mind that I'm like uh, yeah, it keeps getting better. What, especially like I, I'm discovering that what I liked five years ago is nowhere compared to what I'm watching now and what I enjoy. So it's always, yeah. I think it's go, always going to keep evolving. And that's the great thing yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it has something to do with just like there are being, there are more stories being told. So just yeah. like they're just voices from just different people and different walks of life and stuff. And yeah. that's what makes good storytelling, I think. Cause like people get tired of the same type of people, same type of stories yeah. over and over again, you know? So yeah. yeah. What's and, your, your, your feel good musical? Uh, musical. Oh, Hamilton, hands down. Uh, me and my mom watched it so many times when it came out on um, uh, Disney plus we literally would watch it every night. Yeah. And then, love, and then you made a TikTok about it. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I did. I could not. I love Hamilton. Ugh. Yeah, it's great. I miss it. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, what's your feel good song? A song? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Oh, you know what? Well, I don't really know, but I, I like Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> I like Beyonce. So I remember when Lemonade came out, like I loved just like watching the visuals and everything for that. But I do like um, the Ariana Grande song. What is it? So send it to me. Oh, just like magic. Just, just like just magic. Like, okay. That's an, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like magic. I feel like that's just a good, you know, because she's talking about she manifests things like good karma good energy right. so i think that's a good song yeah yeah i feel like you're all about energy and i'm sending a lot of uh positive vibes your way i think you're gonna be you know. great you're gonna have a great career and uh i feel like you like i said you're you're doing it for the right reason and i really really admire that and i i, I truly wish you the best in everything you do and yeah, thank you for coming on this podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, uh, is there anything you did a couple projects? Uh, do you want to plug them? Is there when you know, did they come out? There, I have no idea. Like I said, <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. You know, I told you once I do a project, I dissociate from it, and once they tell okay. me it's done, I'm like, oh, it's done. Um, but. So I don't really necessarily have anything to plug there, but I want to say thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored that you thought yeah. I was a good guest to have. That's you crazy. You definitely though. were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Uh, yeah. I, I, I love the, the conversations and I love uh, diving deep into these types of stuff in terms of creativity. Creativity. Now I can't talk, but thank you so much. Uh, it was, it was great. <laughs> thank you. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I, I keep saying thank you, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for coming on the Very Creative Podcast, and uh, we'll we'll speak soon. Okay. Of course. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. You've been listening to the Very Creative Podcast with Gabriel Vega. To find out more, go to gabrielvega.com/podcast or find us on social media at the Very Creative Podcast. You can also watch the podcast on YouTube. 
Just search for The Very Creative Podcast and subscribe.